hello everybody and how do you do gonna rock shot your body we are the friends crew rock rock to the beat y'all rock rock to the beat y'all where did that just come from oh um you've clearly never heard of the mid-90s sensation l-e-n len nope that was their follow-up hit to the their one hit steal my sunshine you know that song? If you steal my sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, they had a song after that called The Land Crew or The Cryptic Souls Crew or something, and I just stole it a little that bit. That just was perfect. It says Friends Crew and everything? No, they they are The Land Crew. I changed it. Oh! I put my own twist on it's it. It's really good. Thanks. I'm really clever like that. Should we, we, should we change it? Should that be just our opening now? <laughs> yeah. You gotta put, teach me it. Do that on GarageBand. Mm. I feel like it's not descriptive though. So hello everybody and welcome to Friends Till the End. A podcast about friends where we talk about old episodes of the great sitcom. It's a one-stop shop if you will. I will. You will? Mm. I will as well then. And some other people will also. Um, I'm Michael. Did I say that already? Nope. You're Elizabeth. Did I say that already? Nope. Alright. We're your hosts. We're gonna take you through this is your first time welcome welcome along it's gonna be a jolly good time would anyone start a podcast midway through yeah yeah lots of people some people when they discover a podcast they listen to the most recent episode first oh. and we're at a critical stage with our podcast output as well because we've pretty much used up all the band our allocated bandwidth so we're gonna have to start dropping episodes <gasps> if we're gonna start want to keep releasing new ones. Oh yikes! Or we're gonna have to pay a lot more for more bandwidth. Oh boy, bandwidth. Hmm. Math and science. Yeah, right. <laughs> I won't bore you with the details. That's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're just joining us, we go through episodes of Friends. You join us uh, as we're inching towards the end of the second season. We've just finished watching season two, episode eighteen. The one where Dr. Ramore dies. Very bittersweet episode. We've seen death before in Friends, but not like this, Elizabeth. Whoa. Mm. Fake soap opera death. Is there anything more tragic? No. We'll get to that in just a minute, but first we do have our segment that we like to do before we get into the, the the real shit of the episode, before we get right deep down and dirty with the stuff. We're gonna go in with our segment of Ask Elizabeth. I've already done the thing in this episode, so it's all you on the theme tune for this. Ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth. Good stuff. This is Ask Elizabeth, where our friends from Twitter pose a question for you. It's either friends-themed or just general life advice. I say just general life advice. So far, we've had nobody asking you for general life advice. Maybe they don't think I... Give good advice. Well, maybe that's it. No. But if you want, even if you want bad advice from a minor internet celebrity, (laughs) we're offering it for free. At FriendsPod. Tweet us if you've got a question for Ask Elizabeth. This is the second part of the episode. This is the second part of the question that was posed in the last episode by the Screen Addicts. Those guys. Yes. Bloody good guys. They asked us to recast Chandler and Monica, and we're going to do that, but we decided to open up a wee bit and recast the whole cast. Mm-hmm. Did the ladies in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who you cast? I remember casting Kristen Miller. 
remember oh, guessing yeah, the Kristen mother. Oh, yeah, Kristen Militone, the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, as that Monica. Was, yeah, I thought that was a bad pick. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Ellie Kemper yep. as Phoebe. Good pick, solid pick. And Emma Stone as Rachel. Mm-hmm, not bad, not bad. I thought, what about, what do you think of Hayden Panettiere as Rachel? No. Terrible pick, right? <laughs> Take it back. All right. Um, okay, this episode, you got to recast the men. If it was today, so they've got to be age appropriate, released today. Oh. Um, for Chandler, I would cast Ryan Reynolds. I know he's a, probably a little old. Yeah. A little old. Yeah. But come on. Like, the way they've cast friends in general. That's a good show. Did you ever see him in Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place? No. That was like I didn't his, know where that was going. That was like his uh, sitcom. That he had like his own little sitcom. It was somewhere in... Ryan in, Reynolds? Yeah. Like, it was... I guess it was like a, a grown-up show. It was somewhere in between. Like, it wasn't quite sister-sister. grown-up show. It wasn't like quite the Nickelodeon audience market, but it also wasn't quite like primetime. Yeah. So it was like somewhere in between. It was pretty good, actually. I really liked it, but that's where I first learned of him. Huh. It was good. So yeah, it was a good show. He's a wee bit old, but we'll we'll let you off. Young Ryan Reynolds. Who would you cast as Reynolds? Uh, Reynolds. As Chandler? Who would you cast as Chandler? Who would I cast as Chandler? That's a tough one. That's that's probably the trickiest one to cast. Oh, really? I think, I think Ross yeah. is the trickiest. Um, Ross is difficult, too. All right, well, you think Ross is the hardest. Who do you have for Ross? Uh... I went with someone I think is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that they are like Ross, but I think they could play a Ross. Right. And that's Donald Glover. That's real interesting. Why? Just because, like, if you see him from his previous work, like in Community, he's probably more suited to maybe a Chandler, I guess. He's so talented. He could... He, he could, could do it all. Oh, I agree. Ross is funny, too. He has those one-liners. He could do it all. Like, I, yeah. yeah, he would... As a sad sack, yeah, I would buy him as like a sad sack. I think he'd be pretty good. He, yeah, he's. I I don't know, Donald Glover, man. Props. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, who you got for Joey? This one was pretty tricky, and I think you're gonna laugh, but I would cast Zac Efron as Joey. Ah, uh, I don't know. He's he too pretty. The, no, but Joey's Joey's pretty. Yeah, he's not Zac Efron pretty, mate. Yeah, but you could grunge Zac Efron up. You know, he wants to be mm. the actor, and like he's a ladies' man, and yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, you can't. You right. have Ryan Reynolds on there already. Jesus. Oh, hang on. What about Daniel Radcliffe for Ross? Oh man, that that's was, good. That's beautiful. That's pretty good, Michael. right? That's pretty good, right? I've never liked you more. That works, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. We've cast it. We've cast it. Daniel Radcliffe is Ross. For my joy, I want to throw out Tyler Labine. I'm not sure who that is. He's from. Uh, he's probably best known for Tucker and Dale versus Evil. He's the Still guy that's not him. Alan Tudyk, but. Um, Still don't know who that he's is. He's also he was in like this really bad show that came out um, a few years ago called Reaper, which was about like a guy who had to like hunt demons for the devil, and he worked in like a Walmart that. place. He was like okay. the, the best friend in that. And he he's real good. He's like a real likable funny. Can I see guy. what he looks like? I know that we're not going on looks at all, but that one? As who? As Joy. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I think he'd be good. What a stark difference between him and he, Zach like Efron. I I think you could dress him up alright. I think he'd be okay. Yeah, alright. He could be Chandler, in fact. He could do either. He's no, a Ryan funny Reynolds dude. Reynolds is Chandler. Yeah, he's too old, man. No. He's too old. All right, that was good. I like that. Yeah. 
Actually, I mean, for my real choice of the guys, I would go... Well, we had more time to think about it. True. I mean, I would just have Tom Selleck, Tom Selleck, and Tom Selleck. Well, jeez, Michael. Tom Selleck with moustache, Tom Selleck without moustache, and Tom Selleck with full beard. (laughs) And they can be Joey Chandler and Ross. And he's got... He's got such powerful range that he could he could pull it off believably. What does Tom Selleck look like right now? What does he look like now? Yeah, sure. kind kind of the same, just a bit like broader. He's become even more manly. <laughs> Is it possible? He's still looking all right, man. I don't. I, I'm not attracted to he's him. Still, well, you're crazy. Maybe it's the freaking like bird's wing under his nose. Uh, ladies like and an gentlemen, bird's wing. I will check Elizabeth for a pulse because uh, I don't think she has one if she does not find Tom Selleck attractive. Really? And Twitter agrees with me, yes. Do they? Yes. You don't fill me in on the happenings. Most of our outpourings have been people agreeing with me that Tom Selleck is... Um, Handsome? He, he causes a stirring in our loyal region. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we get to the episode? Yes, let's get to it. All right. The one where Dr. Ramori dies, first aired March 21st. We've had a month break since the last episode, February 22nd. My half birthday. Not a real thing. <laughs> uh, so we've had a month off. What do you think that did for the, the, the ratings there, Elizabeth? It is lower than 30.2 that was our previous episode. Um, 30. 30.0. 30.1 is the actual <gasps> one. So yeah, good, good, good stuff. Well done. Dang, I'm getting good. The episode opens uh, in Monica and Rachel's apartment. All the friends are gathered round. For the first time since Joey moved out, I dare say. Gosh, I don't know. I haven't paid mm-hmm. that close of attention. I don't think they've really been hanging out all together as a group. No. All that often. But they're watching Days of Our Lives. They're sitting around and watching Joey acting. Uh, we are watching it. They, they show a clip. We get a little bit of a clip of the show. There are shocking reveals. <laughs> Joey's sort of talking about, oh, yeah, she's my... That girl I was going to have an affair with is my half-sister. And then we go off and find the world's biggest emerald. But it's cursed. It's yeah. all very soap opera Oh, yeah, of course. It's very good. Overdramatic mm-hmm. and silly and twists and turns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the gang like it. They, they love their shows. They love their stories. Yeah, but you know, the same, I think they love it because Joey's on yeah, it. Yeah, you know? true. I think that's fair enough. And yeah, that just kind of opens it up. It's just Joey talking about the show and everyone's and Chandler's like, that's great television. And boom, there we go. Because Chandler gets the last word. He's the one that sets us up nicely into always. the episode. Always. Huh, always. We get the opening, we get the opening credits, have a nice little sing-along. Only watching it this time around, looking at some of the clips that they show, some of them aren't as appropriate for this happy, lucky, bouncy opening to the show as you would expect. There's the bit... Where, where the claps come in and the bit that they intersperse with is everyone stomping on the floor. You know the clip I'm talking about? Yeah, it's with like um, Mr. That Those are the those are the murder stomps that kill Mr. Heckles. <laughs> the murder stomps. They're showing a murder in the opening credits of Friends at this period. Every time, those are the stomps God. that kill him. Are you alright? Are you triggered by it? I'm fine with it. It's just, it's pre- it's a pretty grim way to open your show. Oh yeah, they're probably not thinking about it like that. They're just like, crap, we need another thing where they're all doing a, a movement yeah. tying these claps to. It's ballsy, man. Not even the Sopranos like had Tony Soprano shooting people in the head in the opening credits. I mean, but, alright. What? Just... They killed him. <laughs> the murder stomps weren't the ones. <laughs> no, they were. He had but... a broom, in... he died with a broom in his hand. Sure, but yeah, he might have been, had a heart issue. Hmm, wow. They didn't cause that. The sad thing is we'll never know. They didn't help. 
Oh, I'm sad. So the episode opens in Chandler's apartment. He's hanging out with Phoebe. He's looking, he's trying to get Phoebe to join in a game of foosball, trying to get Phoebe on board. Phoebe's having none of it. She kind of paints this grotesque human centipede kind of scenario That's where the exactly men what I thought of. have had their arms chopped off and they're fused together and forced to play football every day. It's nightmarish. It's or hellish. soccer for the Americans. Yeah, well. Terrible. No, that's exactly what I thought of human centipede. And then I, I and then I had to look away for a minute and cleanse my thoughts and then look back. Because anytime I think of the human centipede, which I haven't seen because I refuse. I ref, I would rather see anything than I, any of those movies. It's not what you think. I I I've had nightmare upon nightmare what about this. What do you this. think? I I know what I, happens. What? Tell everyone what you think happens in human centipede. Guys, potentially girls get fused together in what way from asshole to mouth (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it and that's horrific and i now have to stop thinking about it now next question for ask elizabeth no in in a human centipede between the guys who's at the front who's at the no no please don't make me think about it (laughs) please it's nightmarish yes it is nightmarish and that's what person conjured that up and said yeah let's put this in a movie who'd want to be in that movie it's a thing of my nightmares. And we have to stop talking think, about I it. I think Joey Tribbiani would be in that movie if you offered him. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, true, right? There you go. So anyways. Yep. Uh, he's not getting on with Eddie. Like, Phoebe's like, oh, why don't you ask your roommate? He's like, oh, he just stays in his room most of the time. So Phoebe throws a tennis ball at his door and then kind of runs away, forcing Chandler to hang out with him. Forces him into a little bit of bonding time. Which Eddie seemed to open to. Yeah, and it and it works to begin with. They're yeah. kind of bonding. They're kind of sitting, chatting, having a heart to heart. I think Chandler is um, relating a a painful breakup story to Eddie, and they're just like laughing about it. You know, yeah. just shooting the shit. A couple of lads, couple of talking lads. about their conquests. <laughs> oh, I can relate to that. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, In your uh, dreams, <laughs> they count. <laughs> Uh, and then Eddie's like, oh, I've got a funny story too. And he just sort of talks about how his girlfriend broke up with him and it ripped his heart out and now he feels like an empty vessel. And yeah, he makes it awkward. Yeah, really awkward. Well, he's an awkward human. He's hurting. Have a heart. Oh God, he, he he's strange. He's so strange. I hate him. What did I say when we watched this? He's worse than Ross. Uh, I Oh, did you? I think that slipped by me. He's worse than Ross. I hate him. Why? What do, what do you hate about Eddie? Almost everything. His nineties goatee beard. His strange face. His oh come come on! He can't help his face. Well, like his eyebrows are so dark. Yeah. And and his his beard is. I got is dark not, eyebrows. I no, got beard. It, it's not. It's not like that. And then his black on black on black turtlenecks <laughs> with pants. He looks like a a middle school theater director. I just, there's just something. These are, none of the things you've described are, call, are suitable grounds to hate a person, I think. I just don't like him. Right. I don't like him. Okay. I want him to go. He better right. not be one of those, let's stick around for 15 more episode people. Richard, Monica, Ross and Rachel are all in Central Park listening to one of Phoebe's performances. Richard throws a little bit of shade. Sorry, Dr. Burke. I want to show him the respect he deserves. <laughs> Dr. Burke. MD. Is he an MD? I don't know what kind of doctor he is. He's, he's an a, eye doctor. He's an eye doctor. Oh, that DDS him... maybe? I don't know. Dr. Burke is fine. Okay. Dr. Shows Burke. sufficient amount of respect. Doc, what up? Mm-hmm. 
Dr. Burke throws a bit of shade Phoebe's way. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Bit of sass. Yeah, I, I wasn't approving it's of that. It's a sick burn. Well, what does he say? She's got another job, right? Yes, he hears her sing and whispers, she's got another job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. She's doing what she loves. It, it, it fills her with happiness. Look, that's a straight, he's a straight shooter. He shoots from the hip. He has done all his life. No, he's just trying to fit in with the young kids. Wow, whatever. Throw shade her way. It works. They all think Phoebe's not all that great. Yeah, but they would never tell her. And he didn't tell her. Rude. Monica and Richard make a little sleepover date. Mm-hmm. Right in front of Rachel and Ross. Yeah. Well, that's all right. It's just, it's just, they're not even trying to be discreet about let's go fuck later. Nah, well, that comes later for sure. This, this interaction in the coffee shop isn't so bad. He's like, oh, I can't sleep over on my pajamas. And Monica's like, oh, maybe you don't need any. That's just playful banter. Oh, Lord. Well, it's just like, would you say that in front of your siblings? Of course not, but... Nobody, I am not, nor is anybody in the world as uncomfortably close to their sibling <laughs> as Monica and Ross are. Yeah, true. So they make a little date. Phoebe makes a little comment about Monica having been with a lot of guys. And that kind of sets up this awkward discussion that comes up throughout the episode. Nice going, Phoebe. Phoebe. Mm-hmm. She didn't mean nothing by it. Well, I guess. Eddie's ex who was referenced in the earlier conversations, turns up at the apartment. She is returning a fish tank. Chandler meets her. They have like a 30-second conversation. Then Eddie comes in, and he's jealous. He's furious. The girlfriend quickly leaves. Tilly. Tilly? Tilly. She leaves, and Eddie is, yeah, he's not happy. He's he's awkward. He's suspicious. He accuses Chandler of, of sleeping with her. Ugh. Things are not going well. He needs a lot of help. Mm-hmm. He's got some paranoia, some PTSD. I'm dangerously close for the third episode in a row saying there's trouble in paradise, but we'll leave it at that for now. Well, there's trouble in paradise. <laughs> Chandler's like... It's not been paradise. he's a weirdo. Yeah. Should he have been able to tell? Yeah. From the get-go? Yeah, but he was he was desperate. You wouldn't even open the door to Eddie, would you? Was yeah. he desperate? Yeah. He wanted to fill the void that Joey left. I know, but talk to a couple of people at least. Maybe he did. Joey's done an interview with Soap Opera Digest. He's talking to Phoebe about it. And Phoebe's like, oh, is this true that you write your own lines? And he says in the interview that he wrote his own dialogue. He's like, yeah, instead of saying this person's dead, I said this person's not going to live or something. Yeah. It's a very minor thing. But uh, Phoebe's like, aren't you worried you're going to annoy the writers? And Joey was like, ah, the writers, they'll be fine with it. It's good for the show. Who cares? Cut to a writer. And sure enough, he's not happy. No, he's not. He's typing away like, yeah, you write your own lines. Well, how do you feel about this line? Would a writer be able to do that? And by that, I mean he he kills off Joey. He writes a scene where he falls down an elevator shaft and Mm -hmm. dies. Would a writer be able to do that? Would you not have to consult with somebody else? Be like, hey, I want to kill off this character. Like, surely the director yeah, or producers or I, yeah. I, I don't know. You'd have to consult. You couldn't just be like, oh, I have a, a feud with this person, so I'm going to kill off their character. Mm. So it screws up the whole plot. Right. Like, as Joey pointed out, once he finds out that he's going to get killed off, there's stuff that he's about to do and is doing. <laughs> so it comes as a shock when his happy. script gets delivered to mm-hmm. his house and he reads it and he's like, oh my God, they're killing me off. He tries to bargain with the 
UPS delivery guy, mm-hmm. who's weirdly like inside Joey's apartment. Like Joey is standing by the door as if the delivery guy has just let him in. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what they're doing there. The I blocking was way off. Good, good term. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have stood for that. I'm pretty sure UPS guys aren't even allowed in your house if you invite them. Really? I wouldn't have thought so. Pretty sure they're told don't go in people's houses because you will probably get murdered. <laughs> probably. So anyway, yeah, Joey is going to be killed off and he's not terribly happy about it. We go to Monica and Rachel's place. Richard, Dr. Burke, is still inquisitive about this number of guys that Monica's supposedly been with. He's quizzing her about the number. We never find out, funnily enough. No, we don't. It's like, strange. It's revealed off like at a later scene. Like They go back to it and Richard's like, ah, oh, that's not so bad. But we never hear the number, which is weird because we find out everyone else's number. What do you think it is? What's her number? Eight? Ten? Fun Bobby. The really young guy. Oh, yeah. Um, she had any other partners? There was that date that her and Joey went on where they split up a couple. Yeah. Three. Who knows? Maybe George Clooney that time. Maybe Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean- George Clooney has been in this show. Don't look at me like an idiot. Nah, it's all... Oh, I can only focus around. on one episode at a time. Oh, boy. So anyway, yes, they're having a conversation about that. And she's like, well, how many have you been with? And Richard's just like, just two. Just two. He's in the the Dosa Keys Club with, with Ross. <laughs> Yeah, because he was with his high school sweetheart, who was his wife, mm-hmm. for, you know, 30-something years. And then Monica. And then Monica. Mm-hmm. And then Ross, kind of same thing. Carol. Mm-hmm. College sweetheart, not high school sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, same thing number-wise. So, yep. Carol, college sweetheart, and Rachel. And Rachel. And Julie. Oh, and Julie. Okay, yeah. right, 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 right. So there's Oh, three. so they're not, he's not been with... Damn it. No. He's three. He's one ahead... What kind of world are we living in where Ross is getting more girls than the quintessential stud muffin that is Dr. Richard Burke? Yeah, but like, is it the number of people or the amount of times? Because like, if you're married to someone for 35 years, you think you'd rack up more than like, oh, I slept with two people last year. And so he had slept with one person, but many more times than two people once. You know what I mean? Perhaps. I don't know. What, what, what is it? What is the bigger deal? More times or more people? More people. Really? Yeah. More STDs. Yeah. So it's STIs, all about, I should say. Don't play that field. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at. The, their conversation kind of inspires Rachel and Ross to have a discussion as well. And Ross is kind of pushing Rachel for her number. Mm-hmm. She she lists them. She names them. She, she rattles them off. Mm-hmm. A conservative five for Rachel. I mean, she was in a long-term relationship. She was nearly married, so I suppose it's reasonable. Doesn't matter. It's just a number. <laughs> you, you know, you're putting you're putting words on it. Reasonable, conservative. Yeah, it's, it's fine. That could be very low to someone. It could be very high to someone. She's not a slut. Let's just. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're back you to know, those double standards that we talked about in the last episode. I really appreciate the fact that in this episode, the women have slept with more people than the guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank it's... goodness that the guys are so forgiving. You know, there's a scene where Dr. Burke is like, it's fine. Oh, that's fine. That's not a bad number. Yeah. Who's he to judge? Who, yeah. who cares? Yeah. 
She's listen, had a life before him. Look, I agree, but go easy on Dr. Berg. Don't speak ill of him, please. Oh, God. Is this going to be it forever? I hope he dies soon. Maybe they'll throw him down an elevator no. shaft. Don't even joke about that. Don't even joke. So, Rachel reveals her number. And Ross is like, oh, yeah, Paolo. I forgot about Paolo, that dweeb. And you're like, aye. Come on, Ross. That's all he has. Paolo's a dweeb? Aye. Okay. Yeah. And Michael, then, it's all he has. Well, he's like, I can't believe you went out with him. And she was like, yeah, it wasn't really a relationship. It was just, you know, passionate animal sex. And Ross is just sort of like, no. Well, I mean, he's Didn't more like than that. that. No, he gets pretty defensive. Like maybe what they're doing isn't quote unquote animal sex. Mm-hmm. Which I can only imagine means in really intense and... Mm-hmm. heavy and passionate and I don't know like I, I, I that's I guess the way I would think of it he's but. feeling a little insecure I guess I guess so Eddie is acting a little bit off there's something not quite right about that Eddie guy uh yeah after a big argument with Chandler where he accuses him of killing his fish Chandler comes home and now he's being eerily nice to him well god he opens the door and Eddie's standing there and Chandler is taken aback mm-hmm. he's standing there with a an um uh, uh, I, uh, he's standing there with a tray of cookies saying, mm-hmm. oh, I made pecan sandies. You want one? Mm-hmm. Chandler's like, okay, that's nice. What are these, raisins? And he's like, sure. Sure. So clearly he didn't make them. And I would imagine that they're poisoned. No, he's not going to poison them. Oh, he's poisoned them. Uh, There's either laxatives or something going on on no. those cookies. Well, Chandler wisely throws the cookie away. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's being very nice. He's like, look, I got a new fish for us. I called him Chandler, and he points to the fish tank, and there is a goldfish cracker just in the fish tank. Yeah, what? Uh, Wouldn't it be soggy? Well, there's no water in it. Yes, there was water in it. No, there wasn't. He put water in it for this scene. I don't think so. I noticed, because I was going to say it as we watched it, wouldn't it be soggy? But the, but the, (laughs) the goldfish cracker was just sitting there, perfectly static. Yeah, it was attached to, like, a pole. No... Dude, put that, it back that up. That takes an awful lot. All right, fine. He's a psychopath. Like, Is that your professional diagnosis, doctor? No, a psychopath? Hmm. No, no. I need to see him some more. All right. I know that insurance companies make you diagnose upon the first meeting, but I ain't in no insurance. Uh, let's later. close that can of worms. Okay, back in the apartment, Ross is sulking in the corner, and all I can think, like, how are you fucking this up, Ross? I mean, are you so insecure that, like, you've won, you've got the girl of your dreams, but the very mention of, like, somebody else and the fact that she had good sex with somebody else sends you, like, in the corner sulking with your little snarky little passive-aggressive quips. God, he's just insufferable! Everything has to be about him. I'd rather live with Eddie. You see why? I'd rather live like with Ross. Eddie. Do I'd rather see? live with Eddie. Like, so, yeah. how, dare, how dare he do that? I'm sure he had wonderful sex with Julie or mm-hmm. Carol. Right. And maybe it's because he's not pointing it out, and she mm-hmm. happened to use the term animal sex, mm-hmm. but but still, come on. So basically, it gets to the point where Rachel has to, like, grovel to him, just being like, we're so much better with you, you're so great, we're great. lying. Yeah, and then he's, like, it wins him around, he sort of grabs her, he's like, alright, well now I'm gonna rock your world, baby. And, yeah. Which leads to, oh, and... Yeah, going back to the scene where Dr. Burke finds out Monica's number, 
Monica's like, I can't believe you haven't like sown your wild oats more. And he's like, Well, the only people ever I've only ever been in love with the women that I've had sex with, and and that's a sweet little moment. He reveals that he loves her. Yeah, because she's like, but you've only had sex with two people. Mm. And then it was, I don't know if he. I don't know if he meant to say it then. I think he did. You do? I think that was his cute little way. Oh, I don't. I Listen, think that Dr. Burke doesn't it. say anything he doesn't want to say. Listen, this is my opinion and my perspective. That he said it not realizing the weight of it. Mm-hmm. And then she realized it and he realized it. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, this is as good a time as any, you know? Well, as the show's resident Dr. Burke expert, I'm going to have oh to dismiss that theory. But mm-hmm. uh, thanks for thanks for contributing nonetheless. So yeah, he reveals he loves her. She says she loves him. Big moment. So sweet. Oh, Yeah, sweet. Crazy kids. They're a good couple. Like, if, if he yeah, can't... Yeah, they're a nice couple. If he can't be with me, I'm happy he's with her. <laughs> Can he be with me? Of course. Is it too late? Can I travel back in time to 1996 and, and be course, with... Of course, yeah. I can? You can do anything you put your mind I'm out of here. See you guys later. Do you sleep with a picture of him under your pillow? Well, I will now. Ooh. So... Yes, we've had those little moments between those two couples, and then the ladies meet in the bathroom of the apartment, where they're they they have a little heart to heart. She's like, "Oh, he told me he loved me, yay!" And then it's like, "Oh, you're looking for the condoms, eh? Hey, hey, gonna get a good scene too by my brother, eh? Hey, hey." <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit awkward. It's like, "Oh, I'm just looking for something," and I'm like, "Oh, it's in the top drawer." Like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." But, uh, well, Rachel was in the bathroom first looking for a mm, condom, right? I think so. Yeah, and then Monica comes in, mm-hmm. tells them that, oh, we said we, I love you, and then they're like, oh, let's get the condoms, ha ha ha, there's one left. One left. Alas and alack, there's only one jo- Johnny left. One left, mm-hmm. and so... So where are we at? I mean, who do you think deserves it more? On the one hand, you've got Monica and Dr. Burke who want to consummate this intimate moment they've had where they've both said I love you for the first time and on the other hand you've got Ross and Rachel where Ross has to soothe Ross's fragile ego ego with 20 seconds of limp and lackluster pumping oh my god I'm being a bit unfair there but yes you've got Christ. You, no you've got Ross who's, who's trying to prove a point so obviously if Rachel goes back and says oh well, we can't do it now he's going to go sulking in the corner again so i don't know well obviously monica and what's his name dr burke what's his first name dr richard burke richard dr richard burke i'm gonna call him dick so obviously monica and dick deserve the condom but for god's sakes what did they share condoms why can't they just have their own in their rooms yeah it's true i mean you should run to the Mm -hmm. the bathroom to go get the condoms wow back in the 90s men should be carrying condoms around in their in their wallets that was the thing back in the day i guess but women should have them too Mm -hmm. safety first Mm -hmm. and i actually like that they they show that you know for audience members you know you have either you you have a condom or you don't have sex, you know, for like safe sex Well, practices. I mean, as revealed in the last episode, Monica has a diaphragm. I don't understand why she isn't busting that out. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she didn't put it in. Mm. So they have a game of rock, paper, scissors and Rachel wins. So mm-hmm. we do get, while they're figuring that out, we do have awkward conversations between Ross and, and Dr. Burke who are, who are just kind of like standing in their, in their leisure wear. <laughs> Like Dr. Burke's in his boxers and a shirt and his socks and Ross is in like sweatpants and a white tee and they're just kind of awkwardly chatting away. Like waiting for the girls to come out of the bathroom. Yeah. With the condoms. Yep. 
Well, this is before the days where you could just pretend to be on your smartphone. You know, you just got to sit there and have an awkward interaction with someone. I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awkward. Like, you're about to... Ross's mind is, you're about to go have sex with my sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did, it was just awkward. It was an awkward conversation. So the girls come out of the bathroom. Rachel pulls Ross away for two minutes of, of pleasure. <laughs> two minutes. And Monica's like, oh, they're having sex tonight. We'll have sex tomorrow night. And... Richard, Dr. Burke, quick Dick. as a whip. I'm not going to do this show if you refer to him as that. It's massively disrespectful and I don't appreciate it. It's a nickname for the name Richard. I am aware of that, but it's not his nickname and you do not have his permission and you don't know him well enough. You don't know him like I do. Can I call him Chard? Richard? Richard? No. Chard? No. Doctor, if you please. Dr. Dick? No. <laughs> anyway... Quick as a whip, he says, oh, well, if there's a schedule, I would like to see it in advance. He's just like, ah, he's a good fit. He's like a, he's like a, a sexy older Chandler. He's like, he's like 50 years old. Bring your own condoms, for God's sake. <laughs> he didn't know together. he was staying over. Get your shit he together. He didn't know he was staying Go over. Go pick some up at the drugstore. Well, maybe. Come on. Yeah. Monica, no, no. I don't no, buy I know, this but... at, no. I don't buy this at all because Monica would know that they were running low because she's good like that. Wow. You know, True. like if milk was running low or if, gosh, she needed another bar of soap, she would have like two backups. I don't disagree. Mm, maybe, I don't know, maybe Chandler or somebody's sneaking them and stealing them. Mm. Who knows? So the gang are sitting around the apartment. They're going to watch Days of Our Lives again. Joey isn't there and they're just like, ah, we don't need to wait for him. He knows what happens in the show. So they put on the tape and they, they see the scene. It's a very harrowing scene where Dr. Drake Ramore falls down that elevator shaft. He kind of goes rogue in the last few minutes. He's like, you want to you wanna come in this elevator with me? You guys want to come? And they're like, no, they just said you, doctor. And then like he's about to get in and the female actress is like, goodbye, Dr. Ramore. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and he falls down. They would never do that. They would have him refilm it. Like, <laughs> well, I think on. it's live. I think they don't have a choice. What? Or they just don't care. But uh, yeah, the friends, they are immediately rallying around their buddy Joey. They're right yeah. over there to his apartment seeing if he's okay. And he's bummed. He's real bummed out. Yeah. That was. He's like, oh, I really loved it. I loved that job. It was great. And I worked my whole life for it and it was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, he's saying something like, you know when you work so hard for something and then you get it and it's not as good as it, as it seems? Mm-hmm. But this was. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was heartbreaking. What a shame. It's just so sad for him. Yeah. How does that scene end? I don't even remember now. They just end on a bit of a bummer. They're like, ah, oh, it'll be okay. No, it ends with a, a touching moment from Monica. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Gosh, uh, literally best. Oh, I love her. She, she, you know, uses the restroom and then comes back out and she's like, so I fixed your shower curtain so you won't get mildew. I straightened <laughs> it out. And he's like okay that's that's great and she's mm-hmm. like that's nice for me like that's mm-hmm. how i show i care and god don't you want her as a roommate everything would be pristine oh no, goodness no you would like it i would love it mm. i would love it no thank you Ah. Uh, i'll be over there in those lazy boys with joey and chandler thank you very much well monica would take care of everything or smoking cigars and watching documentaries about vietnam with dr burke i guess so yeah so the episode ends with a kind of reverse on the scene we've seen earlier. Ross kind of emerges from Rachel's bedroom. He is wearing her nightgown, negligee, 
Uh, it's just a bathrobe. Bathrobe, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and he, he runs to kind of try and find find where they're keeping the balloons. And Dr. Burke emerges from Monica's room. And he is also wearing... A nightgown? A nightgown, <laughs> yes. Dressing gown, as we would call them in Scotland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, they're just sort of like, no, let's, let's never speak of this again. And it's all very funny. Yeah, they're you know they're in the uh, the nightgowns or dressing gowns mm-hmm. of Rachel and Monica, so yes. you know they're in women's. Yes. They're a little bit frilly. They're well, certainly pink and yes, a lot smaller. That you know they don't fit properly. But uh, yeah, and that wraps it up. Yes, that's the end of the episode. Did you enjoy that one? Uh, yeah, I did. I liked it. Good enough. one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's not to like? You've got soap operas. You've got. Human centipede references. Stop. You've you've got emotional depth with Monica and Richard saying "I love you." You've got Tom Selleck's hairy chest. I mean, Ugh. it truly was a classic episode in many ways when you think about it. You know, we're gonna go back when this mm-hmm. is all done, and we're gonna actually break down the classic episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think there might be five in this whole thing. I know you say everyone is classic. <laughs> But I think eventually there might be five. And we may have had one already. And I'm not going to tell you which I think that is. Okay. But I'll be interested. Do you think we've had any classic episodes of the podcast? Or do you think that all of our episodes are classic? <laughs> Was this a classic? Um, you know, I'd have to go back and listen to them all. I literally don't remember any of them. The reason why I had to stop asking you questions for Ask Elizabeth because I was pretty sure I was going to start repeating questions and not realize. So... I mean, we're like 40 episodes in. That's that's good going. Yeah, we're We've doing done our great. Bit. Yeah, doing great. All right. With that in mind, shall we look ahead to the next episode? Yes. N- episode 19 of season two. It is the one where Eddie won't go. Oh, God. Just die. Oh, no, he won't. No. As the episode title will, will tell you, he won't go. Mm. But where won't he go? To the bathroom? Is it a constipation episode? <laughs> to the store? Where won't he go? To sleep? Oh, the places he won't go. We will find out in the next episode. I take it that he's not going to leave, and Chandler's trying to get them the hell out of there, and he won't mm. go. Well, what is Maybe Joey will move back in. You think? Well, yeah. Now that he's not doing Days of Our Lives anymore, he probably can't afford that apartment. Let it go, Elizabeth. It's never going to... He's, he's got money for days. Like, ten episodes on that, you're set for life. Nah. Yeah. Ten episodes. Nah. Oh. I guess we'll see. Yes, that is the end of the episode music, sort of. And that will be the end of our episode <laughs> as well. Good good job. Good segue. Thank you. Good job, kiddo. Thank you all very much for listening. This has been the Friends of the End podcast with Michael and Elizabeth. If you would like to support the show, there's many ways you can do it. First of all, give us a good old follow over there on the old Twitter there. At FriendsPod is the place to do that. Come along, say hello, join in the discussion, pose a question for Ask Elizabeth. All good ways of... Uh, contributing to the show you can also help us reach a larger audience by heading over to itunes and leaving us a nice rating and review and as always tell a friend word of mouth is probably the best way so if you've got a friend that likes podcasts and likes to show friends then let them know about us gently nudge them in our direction until the next episode elizabeth as we get ever closer to the end of season two and ever closer to the seven podcast in seven days it's going to kick off season three Uh, catch you on the flippity-flop. Bye, friend. Bye!